You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everybody, and welcome to CounterTalks. Today, I spoke with Keith Tyson from Equipment Watch. He uh, had some numbers from uh, the first two quarters of uh, this year on rental rates. Equipment Watch does track the rental rates and provides information for our update page in uh, every issue of the magazine. And uh, Keith and I had a discussion about what those rates are showing uh, and trying to link it back to uh, possibly some of the pandemic effects. There have been some unusual things, uh, some, some different equipment categories that have been performing stronger. But overall, it was a picture of stability, which I think was quite reassuring. Um, and Keith had some thoughts on uh, on where things may be going uh, in the future as well. So uh, please uh, sit back and enjoy uh, my conversation with Keith Tyson from Equipment Watch. All right, I'm here with Keith Tyson from Equipment Watch. How are you doing, Keith? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you with us today. Um, we've uh, we've really enjoyed having uh, uh, some of Equipment Watch's numbers in the magazine over the years. Uh, you guys have been very generous uh, uh, with uh, sharing the Canadian information with us, and we 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 really appreciate it. I think everybody finds it a, a useful resource there. On well, it's usually around page nine in the magazine. Um, Keith is the uh, product marketing manager for Equipment Watch. Keith, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're doing for Equipment Watch and, and I guess what Equipment Watch is doing for the rental industry? Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I'm Keith Tyson, a, a product marketing manager for Equipment Watch. And my general role is that I cover our, uh, our overall messaging product positioning and our inbound and outbound content and um, primarily work in tandem with uh, cross-functionally with all of our teams really, but um, particularly with our analyst teams, uh, product development and sales teams and help develop industry narratives around what's going on, keep an eye on the market uh, and develop the value proposition for Equipment Watch's product portfolio. And um, we have been around quite a while, almost 50 years. And again, one of our primary uh, audiences is, is contractors. We serve a, a variety of segments, though, equipment manufacturers, dealers, rental companies, lenders and insurers, uh, and provide uh, heavy equipment data and intelligence, ownership and operating cost data, rental rates and equipment values. And um, our, our database information product is the, um, the construction leading uh, piece with the, you know, we have, we also offer APIs and Research. Uh, we have a market research report that that comes out every month. Uh, we claim over fifteen thousand high volume users of construction lift data, and we have an analyst team of over twenty folks who um, target thought leaders in their respective communities and produce those 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 rich content reports. And overall, we are part of Informa, which is a UK company that that manages exhibitions and content uh, based event specialist data and um, marketing services products. Yeah, you, you, you guys have, have, have always done a great job and uh, I'm, always, uh, I'm always interested to see your reports whenever they came out. And of course, we're only gonna be scratching the surface here looking at some stuff um, that you know, I, I would encourage everybody if you're looking for more in-depth data on the, on the rental industry to, uh, to really take a look at everything that Equipment Watch does. Um, 
Keith, before we get into it, what, what, you know, we, we, we look at the, I mean, the reason I wanted uh, you on the podcast this time, obviously was that, you know, the Q2 numbers are out. Um, we really need to try to ascertain what the impact of, uh, of the pandemic has been on the, on the industry. And, you know, a look at the rates is, is sort of one uh, doorway into that. Um, but uh, I, I guess be, to, just to set that up, um, what in, in in your in your view how do, how do rates reflect the, uh, the 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 business conditions in the in the rental market? What's the what's the connection there? Uh, yeah, I, I think normally rates uh, typically uh, decrease the, the, this this point in time and year, uh, and a lot of that is tied to utilization. Uh, but this year has clearly been a, an anomaly, as we'll talk about. That's interesting. That's yeah. It, it we we've already seen some. Uh, we've already seen a couple of different things, and I and I, I know from uh, from your notes and the and the report that we uh, uh, have out recently that uh, that there has been some some interesting things. So let's let, let let's get into it. What 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 did big picture? What what did happen uh, uh, when the pandemic really started to bite there in uh, in uh, the second quarter of this year, uh, Keith? Yeah, so, so when, when we look at the uh, in, end of March, so Q1 going into Q2, uh, generally the rates starting at the beginning of the pandemic uh, seem to show actually a small overall increase when, when normally this time we actually see some overall decreases. Uh, so it, it's possible that that is potentially due to the pandemic requiring businesses to increase their rates to compensate for some Decreases in the utilization of assets, as we've seen, there have been a, a lot of products, uh, uh, project stoppages and slowdowns, um, but that has not affected all of the subtypes equally. So some of the equipment for different uses has um, different use cases and has experienced different trends uh, and, and some modest growth has been seen in some where others experience almost negligible declines. But overall, the average is that um, very little change overall. Uh, we do see regional differences as well. Um, in, in Q2, we did see that in Canada, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, uh, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, and, and a couple of other areas uh, combined saw increases of almost 8% that uh, may be in part because of the value of the Canadian dollar recovering from its low in late March. Uh, but in when we look at all across all equipment types that we studied when we move into Q2, we saw just a, a 1% increase in rates for the, the daily, weekly, and monthly rates, which was pretty consistent across all of those equipment types. Um, and that trend was, was pretty consistent in the most recent quarter uh, from Q2 to Q3, also where we saw 1% growth in the weekly and monthly rates. Um, and the daily rate growth was actually zero. Hmm. So that's yeah. So that's interesting. So basically, it was a case of utilization was down. The rates slide up uh, a, a little bit to compensate, and uh, and then I wonder, um, did did you see in the in the in the difference between uh, uh, the categories that uh, that increased versus that didn't? Um, like anecdotally, mm -hmm. what I what I've been getting is is the uh, obviously the construction sites slowed down or in some cases stopped for a little while. Um, in, in various jurisdictions in Canada, and it was different in different places. Um, but uh, the DIY activity, right, the, home, the homeowners uh, uh, really took off. Was there anything there like the small stuff 
was maybe doing better? It's that's very possible. Yeah, yeah it's we a bit of speculation, we, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a bit of speculation. Yeah, at this point, I mean, I think until we get uh, a lot further out and we can look back in in hindsight and, and kind of see see those trends a little more clearly and the causative factors, it's it's difficult to say. But we did see yeah differences between uh, those equipment subtypes. Right. What sure. what categories what categories uh, uh, showed the most movement? Yeah, well, specifically, you know, the, the, the largest movement we saw was particularly in the, uh, the pneumatic tire lift trucks or warehouse forklifts. Those had an actually an interesting trend line. So the, the rates went down going into the start of the pandemic uh, and had roughly a, a 5% decline on the daily rate. And then they actually increased a, a pretty good deal, about 12% on the daily rate by the end of June. And then when we look now going into October, the rates are declining again, but are still uh, almost 15% higher year over year. And they actually saw a, a 4% compound annual growth rate. If you look at um, straight lining from Q3 2019 to Q3 of this year. And we suspect that's possibly because forklifts have a broader, wider use outside of construction than the other equipment types. And that the, so the pandemic may have influenced it differently than the other categories. Um, and again, companies may have needed to make some short-term changes to their business models. And then the rental industry took notice of that, uh, of the demand there and then made adjustments accordingly. Um, and then we do see a, there's a slight, overall slight downtick um, in, in, in the rates in Q3, but uh, could be due to some companies no longer needing those due to um, either buying their own forklifts or by going back to their old usual business models. And then a couple of equipment types, we actually saw decreases in rates. So the four wheel drive wheel loaders, electric scissor lifts and compact ex excavators. And we're not uh, exactly sure what the exact underlying cause of that is um, because in the US that trend wasn't seen. So that was a, a Canadian specific uh, trend there. Uh, but the electric scissor lifts in particular we did see a, a modest decrease in, in daily rates of 8%, but those recovered again, slightly going into Q3 of, of, of this year. And then other than the scissor lifts and the pneumatic, and, and I see pneumatic lift categories though, the daily rate changes that we saw um, either, either decrease or increase was actually less than 4% for all the remaining cat equipment categories. So it was very small with just those couple of outliers. I have a theory. In the in in Ontario and in Quebec, we did have a complete shutdown. Quebec was longer. Um, we did have a complete shutdown on construction sites that would have affected a lot of that outdoor stuff. Um, the forklifts. Tell me what you think of this. The forklifts. That sounds like more or less the Amazon effect to me, right? Big increase in online shopping. Mm -hmm. A lot more activity in the warehouses. Absolutely. Any chance of that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's again a lot of it's speculation, but um, that that uh, that that is a very sound case yeah. for that. I think I think it makes a lot of sense and um, it is a probable hypothesis. Yeah, exactly. And I know I know a lot of industrial plants um, did take the uh, you know advantage of the slowdown to basically do their annual shutdown uh, at a different time of year. 
uh, and uh, and they typically need to rent a lot of lift trucks right around then because that's when they're moving everything around and moving equipment and stuff like that. So um, that would have been uh, that that possibly could have been in there too. Anyway, so that's interesting to see. So the lift trucks lift trucks went up a bit, and uh, and the, the what the compact excavators, um, wheel loaders, four wheel load, four wheel drive wheel loaders, and what was the other one on the outdoor? You said. The scissor lifts? The scissor and scissor yeah, scissor lifts. Well, that's not really outdoor, but uh, yeah, that's actually that surprises me a little bit that that that, that went down. But uh, that's 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 a good one. Okay, very interesting. Um, I'm sorry, you might have touched on this a bit, but but did, did you did you see uh, uh, major differences in the time in the time frames? The uh, daily, weekly, monthly rates were were, or did they all move pretty much in lockstep with one another? Uh, we, we did for the most part, they moved mostly in lockstep, but with a couple of exceptions, uh, the rates that we saw have been seeing more changes actually with the monthly rates than they were with the daily or weekly rates. And, um, the, the underlying reason we think because this is because the monthly rate is the best value for customers overall, uh, when they apply that, that time standard. And then it's um, and it's the lowest profit margin for renters in, in a couple of uh, sizes of some items. It's actually cheaper to rent than it is to, to own if you use the machine for the full 160 hours that are allotted in a four week rental using that month, the monthly time standard. So it, it makes a lot of sense that the rates for these uh, low margins would increase more than, say, the, the daily rates, which is which is where typically renters would see their profits. But in, in terms of overall category changes, we did see that uh, six out of the 10 categories we studied saw increases or flat growth. So either zero or very slight increases in, in the monthly rates compared with only um, four out of 10 categories in the daily and weekly rates. So the biggest changes seem to be in, in those, um, those monthly rates. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised there wasn't, there wasn't a, a, a tremendous change in that time period because it is a shorter time period and i mean there, there's typically a bit of a lag effect on on rates and even if business conditions were changing and they did change um you know you wouldn't necessarily see a lot of a lot of rate movement we're we'll have to keep an eye on q3 and q4 this year i'm sure uh to see uh to see if there's any any sort of longer term effects there um now one one thing that was interesting in 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 one of your reports that you sent along here that i was that i was looking over uh, was that um, year on year uh, the rates are actually up um, over over year before? Is is would that would that go to say that 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 this pandemic has possibly had a positive effect on, at least on rates, if not on overall business? It's actually created conditions for stronger rates across the board. It's it's very possible, but but again, I think you know we'll have to see in in hindsight what happens and whether this is just an extreme anomaly, or whether this is part of a larger trend. And I think that um, really you know, we won't see that play out until um, we have hindsight into next year. Yeah. What what are, what are you guys what are you guys hearing when you when you when you when you talk to rental stores? Is there is there is there a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety, or do, do do you have a sense of what the overall the overall effect has been? And and it's interesting to me that you say it, it sounds like some things have been different in the U.S. than in Canada. Yeah, I I, I think overall people are you know uh, there is an air of uncertainty for sure, um, but we th we think and we're seeing that you know folks are pretty positive that the overall equipment uh, rental market is still pose 
for uh, for for pretty solid growth through the end of 2026. With um, in most you know the, the the market as a whole looks like it's still pegged at around five percent annualized growth despite uh, the pandemic, um, and a, a lot of that has recovered. And it, we know a lot of um, a lot of work projects and and construction starts have recovered as well. Uh, and then using you know rental equipment for a lot of folks um, provides advantages to builders. So purchasing equipment, you know, requires significant down payments and diverting large proportions of capital from operating expenses, uh, not to mention, you know, insurance taxes, licensing, interest on loans and storage costs. So, um, uh, and those equipment owners are also responsible for transportation, whereas the rental companies can can deliver equipment uh, more efficiently. So there's a lot of uh, business case to be had for that, you know, continuing. Um, and then in starting in early to mid June, we saw most most states uh, that we look at, especially in the US too, had restarted construction levels to construction to levels prior to the pandemic or started new projects. So there's, um, I think there's a continued optimism going on there. Um, construction spending looks like it initially declined by about 6% from February up until June uh, when we adjust for the seasonality, but uh, but the spending doesn't seem to be as affected as some other commercial industries. Uh, and then again, again, you know, still growth looks like uh, continued five percent compound growth um, through 2026. Yeah, you're you're definitely throwing some nice red meat to our listeners there, Keith. Uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, things, one of the arguments on, on on the rental side is is when you got on certain conditions in your in your construction company, right? If you're a contractor and you've got some some uncertainty, you don't know exactly how things are going to go. Then is not the time to be investing and locking yourself into to loans and leases and you know things like that. That's when rental can kind of step in, meet your equipment needs, right? And 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 you're you're not you know, committed to anything forever. You're not, you're not ending up with a piece of iron that you won't have any work for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's good. So um, what's the, what's, what's the outlook, uh, Keith? I don't know how much forecasting you guys do, but uh, uh, do, do, do your, do your best for me here. And, uh, and, and what, what, what do you guys, what do your analysts think is going to be, uh, is going to happen going forward with, uh, with rates and business sure. conditions? Sure. Well, um, typically, you know, when we look uh, overall at, at, at trends going back several years, Q4 is normally a, a time where we see rates increase overall. But since the rates have been increasing already at a time where, you know, when they usually don't, that makes it a little tougher to say. It's kind of upended some of those uh, consistent trends. Um, so I think it's really going to depend a lot on how close both the Canada and the world at large are to recovering from the pandemic. And since we saw a lot of uh, anomalous increases in those rates this year, uh, it, a lot will depend on um, you know, what happens going, going forward. So further rate increases are possible, um, but we wouldn't expect to see necessarily a, a lot of decreases in rates, uh, but we could certainly see more increases in rates. And when we look at um, deeper into kind of what's happening this quarter, uh, we expect average rental rates to, to roughly stay close to where they are. But, um, but based on what we saw in Q1 this year, the rental industry as a whole has already made some pricing changes to ad adapt to revenue decreases from the pandemic. Uh, and as those conditions fluctuated, the changes 
that we would expect haven't really been seen. Um, so we, we noticed that the rental rates did go down in, in Q3 in the U.S., and, and some, some of them seem to be trending that way in Canada as well, although we're still working out our final analysis for our Q3 report that's, that's forthcoming in the next several weeks. Um, and the, the actions of, of several rental companies in particular, like if we look at United Rentals, seem to back that up. Uh, is they, they plan to keep up their actions to reduce costs after reporting a 16.2% decrease in revenue. So a, a lot of the rental companies have seen declines in revenue. So again, it's, um, you know, hate, hate to say it's a wait and see, but it, it really, really is. I think um, there have been anomalies, you know, we see increases where we wouldn't expect to. So uh, it will be, it'll really require some hindsight, but, um, but again, we, um, you know, that that's kind of what we what we we expect them to roughly stay pretty close to where they currently are. Keith Tyson from Equipment Watch, you've delivered a lovely message of stability here. That's uh, I don't know about you, but it's making me feel better. Um, and uh, hopefully, all of our listeners are uh, are uh, uh, happy to hear that uh, you know at least uh, at least it's not chaos out there with uh, with things going. Uh, uh, one way or the other, all over the place, and uh, maybe we can uh, maybe we can look forward to sort of an orderly recovery here. Keith, I want to thank you really uh, a lot for uh, joining me here on Counter Talks today, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get you on again in the future to take a look back at the rest of this crazy year. Thanks. Thank a lot. you. Thank you. We'd love to. Much much appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find CounterTalks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.